the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. The heavens just opened up here in Green Tree, and holy smokes, it's raining like cats and dogs. But it doesn't matter. Why is that? Because. Because why? Because, I mean, I guess I'm privileged, actually, to be the first one to tell you. Tell me what? Your holiday weekend has begun. Well, no, wait a second. (laughs) No, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. No, wait. Do you think most people are doing this? Taking a long holiday weekend? Of course they are. Do you think? Like Friday's a free day? It's not a free day, but people are making it a free day. Enough of that. <laughs> no, no, I feel good about it. No, shut that down. No. Why are we shutting it down? I'm shutting it down. Okay. Thank you, Mike. We're not Brown. shutting it down. Jeez. I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. Hey, good. Oh my gosh! I mean, I don't. Look, we're working Friday. Are we? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh yeah. We're working Friday. Oh, okay. We're work, aren't we working? I think a Friday? lot of people aren't working Friday. Really? Yes. I agree. Thank you, Mike. Uh, well, I'll see you guys on Friday. I just expect maybe. to see. What well, do you mean, well, maybe? Well, when we come to your party. No. That's right. No, it's not the long, no, uh, Friday is like, uh, Friday is the weekend beginning. No, I think a no. lot of people, I think most people are taking Friday off. I'm surprised by that. I really am. I, I just, I just, expect, <laughs> I am, I just, what's wrong with this country? What? Let's get to work, people. Get, okay, no. what, we, we got a little celebration, a handbrake, right. some fireworks? All right, so speaking with what's wrong with this country. What is wrong Trump with this party? Country? I think it's time no, to no. talk about no. uh, the Nike dropping the Betsy Ross oh, shoe thing. Listen, uh, f- full disclosure here, I've got family uh, working for Nike, and uh, he's chiming in. Holy smokes. What's he have to did say? you talk to him? Uh, I did. But yeah. you can't tell us anything I he just, said. No, I no, of course not. I prefer not to. I so understand. Nike has canceled the release of a sneaker that features the 13-star Betsy Ross flag igniting the latest cultural war uh, flare-up. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Colin Kaepernick, a Nike endorser, reached out to Nike officials saying that he and others... Felt the Betsy Ross flag is an offensive symbol because of its connection to an era of slavery. So Nike said, we're not going to release the Air Max One Quick Strike 4th of July as it featured the old version of the American flag. Wait, so now we've got a uh, a backup quarterback dictating American culture. How does that even work? When did he become the spokesperson for all America? I don't know. I don't know. Since he's getting paid to? Yeah, I guess so. So... what do you think? What do you think it's costing Nike to pull back? Well, they were going to sell the sneakers for hundred and forty dollars a pop. But they were ready to go. I mean, they were already manufactured. That's what I mean. They, so they have already produced them. They were going to sell them for hundred and forty a pop. So I mean, obviously, they didn't cost one hundred and forty to produce. They're going to find but their way into the market. They're, they're not going to destroy these tennis shoes. Believe me, these will become collectors' items, and kids will be wearing them regardless. And so the governor of Arizona comes out today, uh, uh, Ducey. 
and he rescinds his offer of uh, a deal with for Nike in Arizona. He says, "You know what? Listen, this isn't. We're not. Do, we're not doing this. Isn't you, this sad? It is. You, you know, we've fallen off a cliff societal when a pair of tennis shoes it's upsets shoes. people. Yeah, seriously, get over it. I don't know. I don't get it." Wait, here's the quote from Steve Ducey. I'm just pulling it up here. He says, Nike is an iconic American brand, an American company. Mm -hmm. This country, our system of government and free enterprise have allowed them to prosper and flourish. Instead of celebrating American history, the week of our nation's independence, Nike has apparently decided that Betsy Ross is unworthy and has bowed to the current onslaught of political correctness and historical revisionism. It is a shameful retreat for the company. American businesses should be proud of our country's history, not abandoning it. Nike has made its decision. And now we're making ours. Okay. Now, this is from the uh, t- uh, New York Times. To many, the flag is merely a relic, a symbol of America's past. But it has, at least in recent years, cropped up in association with racist ideologies. When the Ku Klux Klan flyers were distributed alongside candy in a New York town last summer. What? The material featured a Klansman flanked by the Confederate flag and the Betsy Ross flag, according to CNN. Okay, so okay, so if that happened, that's terrible. Of course, it and is. it's an abomination. But that doesn't—that's not a it doesn't negate the history the of the flag of, itself. Exactly. Right. It wasn't the decision of Betsy Ross. I mean, it was decision of some wackos. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. People say it's uh, similar to the Confederate flag. I don't get it. At I don't. All. I don't. Okay. Well, first off, I wasn't. I'm not a progeny of the victims of slavery. So I can't speak to that. But I do think that there is this sickness that we cannot tolerate our own history. Look, our history is what our history is. So we have to celebrate the fact that the country exists, that it has always been to some extent flawed. I mean, were any of us under the the uh, the impression before any of this happened that it was a perfect country? No, of course no, not. No, we had, everybody knew it wasn't a perfect country. But now, all of a sudden, it's like we have to insulate ourselves from from our past. Look, if we can't accept reconcile and come to terms with our past and that has to do with recognizing what it actually was then our futures we have no hope for it of course there is because what we're doing right now is mainstream hating and this is the hating of america which has reached the nadar and i think more is to come as our generation fades away i mean heaven help us okay and on the flip side of this of course tomorrow is the grand parade in Washington D.C., which has inflamed a whole other group of people because, Why, the, because tanks of the military of, thing. Mi- military. I think that's a terrible idea. I mean, that's uh, a ter- you know, What does that make you think of? Uh, makes me think of Red Square. It makes me think of Tiananmen Square. Yeah, it right. makes me think of the Nazis. Yeah. I love it. Oh, are you I, serious? He does, of course. I really do. Why yeah. do you like? What do you it? mean? Of course, we're celebrating our armed forces. We're celebrating America. It's a celebration, and people have changed their as people have. I shouldn't say all people, but there's a mindset out there. It's just so negative. Why can't we just celebrate this as it? It's a day of celebration. I get that, it's but why? Nixon, but Nixon why did, have done? But, Nixon did this, and oh, he did. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's the last person that did it. Yeah, I mean, okay, right? You want to have I'd, a parade? Have a parade, but yeah, I mean, but I, why? Why do we have to have? I, I don't know. I think there are too many negative connotations with military parades that include tanks. Yeah. I just, like just visually, I just think it gives off a bad vibe. Well, I think, but the fact of the matter is, when you think about America as America uh, as the world's policeman, well, right? that's what we are. There are tanks all over the world. No, I know so, that. as a symbol of American democracy, no. as that tank supports us and, and no, keeps I us know. safe, that's right. fine. I'm not. I'm. I mean, I see your point, Mike. I just, 
I feel and, and I know it represents the reality of the fact that there are American troops all over the globe that are keeping the peace. But it just seems to me too rah-rah, testosterone. I get that. America. I get it. Look, I, see, I can see both sides here, right? I mean, it's the president. The president's been talking about this for a long time. This is I don't his, think it does him any favors. This is his idea of American pride put forward best. So, and of course, is what Mike's saying. It's true. There is a precedent about this. This used to be a, a standard that people did have military parades. We have pulled back from that since the 60s forward. This is the first time in many, many decades. Uh I don't have it. Truly, do you have a problem with it? No. Does it help the president's cause? No. But the haters are going to hate regardless. Right. I so know, that's just how it is. I, I just think it magnifies for the public the negative image he already has. Now, I'm not, I'm, I know what you're saying that the haters are going to hate, but so why give them gasoline for the fire? Because his, the president, I believe, I'm not speaking for the president, but I believe his idea of patriotism is American military might worldwide. Well, he hasn't treated a lot of the generals very well. <laughs> Apparently the generals will be in the parade okay. as well, right? Some so, I mean, uh, it's going to be on television. Uh, out of curiosity, I'd like to see so it. What do you want? Less tanks and more tubas? I think I well, do. tubas are not a bad thing. <laughs> I think I, I, li- I yeah. like a tuba. How about a Fourth of July t-shirt that says that? Less, Less tanks, tanks, more, more tubas. tubas. Mm-hmm. All right. Keep America, make America great again. More tubas. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, now that would bring some winsomeness back to yes, American it would. culture. Right. I like it. All right. So what time is the parade underway? Does anybody know the details? Because the, the whole thing's been sort of shrouded the, in. I'll tell you one thing that's upsetting to me is there's not a full slate of Major League Baseball games on tomorrow. There isn't? No. It's the that's first, un-American. It's the fir- exactly. It's the first 4th of July in a long time where you are not going to be able to watch baseball all day. Wow. I think that's a big mistake. Really? I don't think there's any baseball until the evening. Huh. All right. More tanks, more tubas. Or less tanks, more tubas. There should be more baseball. I, yeah. Keep everybody happy. Yeah. Take a break. Come back. we got lots uh, lots going on here How in today's show. How many of the founding fathers went to seminary? Went to seminary? Yeah. Were they even seminaries in the 1700s? Well, we're going to find out. Dr. Thomas Kidd from Baylor coming up next. WORD. Be sure to listen when Chuck Swindoll talks about resolving differences with those you love. Not all conflicts are wrong. Sometimes you prove your mettle, you prove your character by standing and refusing to agree. Paul himself wrote, as much as is possible, be at peace with all, implying sometimes it isn't. Hear a practical message from Chuck Swindoll on diffusing disharmony on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. A cure for everything. The hope of the future. This technology has the potential to change the lives of everyone. On Thursday, July 18th, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich and biotech investment expert Mark Lichtenfeld will take the stage for the 2019 American Health and Wealth Summit and discuss the single most important scientific breakthrough of the century. This online event is free to attend, but you must register in advance. Register now at ushealthandwealthsummit.com. That's ushealthandwealthsummit.com. This is the entertainment answer. How did actor Jake Gyllenhaal feel stepping onto the set of the new Spider-Man film to play Mysterio? It was exciting. I didn't realize how intimidating the journey would be or how big this this movie was going to be until I came on set the first day. But I was also surrounded by a group of people who were very loving and inclusive and allowed me to sort of slowly warm up into the process. Spider-Man Far From Home, rated PG-13. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. 
The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half off home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and God save the green. I think a narrative, the narrative for a lot of people is that America is a Christian nation Mm -hmm. because the architects of the, what, the Constitution, all of that, were by were written by men who went to seminary, and these were good and godly men who, if they weren't pastors, at least they had a strong biblical education from the uh, leading foundation to the day. And then as we see the secularization of America, we need to go back to those original founders, recognize their intent for the country, and embrace a Christian worldview. Right. But is that really true? Is I mean, that is, actually what happened? Thomas Kidd is with us from Baylor University. He is the author of several excellent works, and we'll talk about those as he joins us. But uh, Thomas wrote a piece uh, called How Many of the Founding Fathers Went to Seminary. It's online at the Gospel Coalition site. Thomas, welcome back to the show. How are you today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. So, Thomas, there is this segment of, uh, I would say, Christian culture, which repeats this idea around this time of year, July 4th, that the Founding Fathers were really Christian men who wanted this to be a Christian nation. They were educated in Christian principles. And in fact, half or maybe 29 of the signers of the Declaration of Independence had seminary or Bible college degrees. So you're a historian. What do you say? Well, I think most of the ideas that you listed there about the the Christian influence on the founding and that sort of thing, I mean, I, I definitely can agree with. I think the problem comes when we start applying terms that are familiar to us today, like seminary and Bible college, to the founders uh, and saying that they went to seminary or Bible college. The problem is, is that there were no seminaries or Bible colleges in America in 1776. And so I, I think the problem is is that we try to fit them into categories that make sense to us in 2019, forgetting the fact that they are uh, people of a very different time and place when, you know, in 1776, there were only nine colleges in America, and certainly none of them would have been considered Bible colleges or seminaries. I see. But uh, did anyone, anyone have any what we would consider serious biblical training from a, a, one of those nine colleges? Well, anybody among the founding fathers who went to college, of course, some very important founders like Washington and Ben Franklin didn't go to college, but the ones who did go to college 
they would have all received training in the Bible. Because, I mean, in a way, the the, the problem with this kind of Christian America uh, history writing is, is that it misses the more profound ways in which America was a Christian culture in 1776. I mean, so all education in 1776 in America was deeply biblicist. And then the ones who didn't go to college, like Ben Franklin, um, you know, knew the Bible really, really well because he grew up in a Puritan family. And so I, I think that we just we miss the the way that America was different in 1776 by these kind of facile characterizations about, oh, they went to Bible college or, or seminary because we think, oh, well, the world they lived in must be just like our world today that has secular schools right. and it has Bible colleges and it has seminaries and you know, formerly Christian schools and all this. That's just not the landscape that they lived on at all. So, Thomas, why do we do this? I, I guess my the question I have is the deeper source of this. There's something in us, um, and by us, I mean American Christians, at least a segment of us, which longs for the country to have been what like a modern day Israel? I mean, I guess I don't. I don't get why that is so important. Well, I think part of it is just generally Americans tend to be kind of bad at history. <laughs> so, and unfortunately, a lot of Christians fit into that description too. But I, I think that when you look at the attachment to the founders. The desire to say they were all born-again believers, um, I think, does have to do with the way that we confuse American national history and our Christian devotion sometimes. Um, And and so if you are really attached to American civil religion and you blend that with your Christianity, then I think there's an impulse to say no— all the founding fathers have to be Christians because the American founding is really important to my faith. Right. Um, and, and I think that gets off track in terms of what traditional Christianity is actually supposed to be. Right. But Thomas, in your piece, uh, how many of the founding fathers went to seminary, you, you talk about this basic truth that most people, and especially the founding fathers, their biblical literacy far surpasses most people who are walking the streets of America today. It does, and, and and so I mean, sometimes when I get on this line of discussion, people think, "Oh, what are you, you? You're some kind of secularist or something," which I am not at all. I mean, I'm an evangelical. You all you all know, and and I think that we we get confused about these things where you have someone like Ben Franklin who called himself a deist, right? So that, that's how we know he was a deist, is right? Because he, he, he was right because he said he was, uh, and. He knows the Bible backwards and forwards. I mean, so, you know, we, we think about deists, we think oh, they're like an atheist or something, you know, we have today, the new atheists, who tend to know nothing about the Bible, right? But, but Franklin is so different from most of the kinds of people we're familiar with that he considers himself a deist, and yet he grew up in a devoutly Christian family, and he, and he respects the Bible, I mean, so who, who's like that today? Uh, you know, almost nobody. And, and Jefferson, I think, is very similar. Jefferson, it's true, he's a skeptic, uh, and he doesn't believe in, in things like the resurrection. Um, but he knows the Bible really, really well. In fact, throughout his adult life, he routinely write, reads the Bible in Greek. 
<laughs> right? Wow. So, so, I mean, his, their level of biblical knowledge, because it's, they just live in a biblicist culture, mm-hmm. can put many Christians' Bible knowledge to shame today. Right. Yeah. And I think it's certainly reasonable to assume that their knowledge of of a biblical worldview informed how they saw ideas of freedom and how they saw ideas of personal responsibility um, and all and a lot of the core values that made America what it was. So acknowledging that is important as well, do you say? I, absolutely. And I mean, so with somebody like Jefferson, uh, you know, I don't agree with him about his views of the resurrection and he doesn't believe in the miracles of Christ and so forth. So I think he's wrong on those things. But when it comes to the issue of human equality, for instance, you know, he he makes what to him is a very common sense kind of statement of, that all men are created equal and that they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And so, you know, how how does he know that we're equal? Because God created us equal. And, and what else could it be? I mean, he lives in this sort of pre-evolution world. So... You know, even someone like Jefferson, he couldn't imagine where humankind comes from other than being created by God. So, you know, on some specifics of Christian doctrine that are really important, I think he's gone off track. But on a, you know, living in a kind of created worldview where God is the author of humankind and morality and all those sorts of things, Jefferson takes what I would consider a very biblical kind of view. Mm-hmm. Thomas Kidd is with us from Baylor University. He is the author of many excellent works. His latest is called Benjamin Franklin, The Religious Life of a Founding Father. Now, the problem is, Thomas, of course, often, right, this is how it works in evangelical Christianity, that we are often our own worst enemies, that there are people who are, you know, scholars, so-called scholars, someone like um, David Barton who espouses exactly the opposite of what we're talking about. And so he becomes known as a Jesus, a liar for Jesus. And that narrative continues, that false teaching in some ways continues out in the world. Right. And and I think, you know, I've had my track record with David Barton. And, and I mean, the truth is, is that he and I probably agree on many issues about, you know, the importance of Christianity in the founding. I absolutely agree with, with that. But the trouble comes when you start uh, twisting facts and saying, oh, well, these people went to Bible colleges and seminaries. And then the secularists look into it and they say, huh, there are no seminaries and Bible colleges in America in 1776. And so then you get this kind of liars for Jesus narrative, because I think history is being presented in an inaccurate, incautious way mostly just for insiders, mostly just for the already converted. And so the secularists sit back and they laugh at us evangelicals because we, you know, we believe in this, this kind of, uh, you know, false narrative. And, and I, I think what's so sad about it is that in, in a lot of ways, the essential point that somebody like Barton is trying to make is not a bad point, which is that Christianity played a really formative role in the American founding. It's just that the ways that people like him go about making it is often dicey at best. Thomas Kidd's been with us from Baylor University. Thomas, we love when you're with us. We always appreciate your contributions to the program, and uh, happy Independence Day. Thanks. Happy Fourth of July. Are you tired of your old and drafty windows and doors? 
Pella offers three lines of vinyl, a fiberglass product, and various lines of wood. So we have gorgeous new windows and doors to fit your needs and any budget. You deserve Pella quality. And for a limited time, get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Yeah, we can do that. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, Hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own my pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a my pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of my pillows premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Somewhere today, at a Christian school near you, a teacher arrived at work, not because of a paycheck, but a calling, a divine privilege to invest their skills, their time, their academic training, their entire life to equip young minds for success in this world and beyond. This is how love inspires learning. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net, education for mind and soul. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. If you're living under the dark cloud of hidden secrets and judgment, then it's time for you to apply the teaching of Psalm 51 in your own life. Join Terry Hanna for Christians with Secret Addictions. How amazing would it be that rather than hide in the darkness of our past, we can have God himself as our hiding place, our place of safety, his unfailing love and forgiveness, just like David experienced. Christians with Secret Addictions, Sunday night at 645 on WORD. A shower or thunderstorm will be around early on tonight, otherwise mostly cloudy and muggy, low 68. For Independence Day, tomorrow intervals of clouds and sunshine. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm will be around into the evening hours, high tomorrow 83, low tomorrow night 69. For Friday, periods of clouds and sun, again a couple of showers and thunderstorms, high 86 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Riders on the storm Riders on the storm Into this house we're born Into this world we're thrown This day in history, Jim Morrison, from the doors declared dead of heart failure brought on by heroin use, died at the age of 27 in the year, John... 
69? 71. Uh, you a Doors fan? Like out of all the bands that I can think of, I would put them at the absolute bottom. Really? Really? The absolute I think, bottom? I think I'd rather listen to Black Sabbath, which is a band I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I interesting. I really, I just, wow. The yeah. Doors have big time staying power, I believe, because of the early death, of course, of Jim Morrison. Also, that image of him shirtless with his long hair. Which I mean, is just disgusting. I mean, you know, it people is. love that. I, mean, I know. People love that. I know. I, I did not know this, but the, the, the Doors, uh, they released a ton of albums. They were uh, prolific in a short amount of time. They, the Doors have sold over 100 million records worldwide, Is that right? making them one of the best-selling bands Gosh. of all time. They've been listed as one of the greatest artists of all time oh, by Rolling Stone magazine, which listed them 41st on their list of 100 greatest artists I of all time. I can't believe that. How about that? I can't believe. Do you like the Doors? Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, I don't dislike them. Oh. I mean, when I hear Riders in the Storm, I go, okay, that's a good song. I just think it's such a terrible sound. It's not a bad sound. Oh, it no, is. I, it's a terrible sound. Mike? I mean, I could listen to them. But really? Not... Like that song? You'd listen to it? Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Would you really? The radio. Yeah, sure. I, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, it's not it's not my top favorite. But you, you know what? John probably won't like this, but um, I think they're better than the Beatles. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. There, there is no comparison between the you Beatles and the you. Doors. Believe me, there's not. There's not. But, but that's. I mean, you know, it just goes. I mean, to show. even I, you know, my feelings Your about the Beatles. Your youthful foolishness, Mike. Seriously. Seriously. My opinion. Doors the Beatles is well Beatles. established, but they're like a well, heck of a some, lot better. I than I feel the bad doors. for both of you. I'm sorry. I really no, do. Just okay. It's just the truth. All right. So, I mean, a sad story. But, it's a sad story. A sad story. Yeah. His Jim Morrison's death. Very yeah, sad yeah. story. But it's just a bad band. Yeah. All, All right. right. <laughs> Coming up next, let's talk about something that has more relevance. Let's okay. talk about the Exodus. Dr. Tremper Longman. The Exodus. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to find That's out. It's different from the all, doors. All the things we wanted to know. WORD. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Do you know what God is up to in your life? God is certainly not a distant God. He is a personal Father. And that's what this book is all about. It is a personal letter to all of us. And He's up to something very, very good. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Just one more. Just one more. Jesus has a heart for the one. His love compels him to keep searching until his sons and daughters are back in his arms. Our prayer at Cornerstone Television is for the one who is lost. God has raised us up with power to reach the unreachable. Join WPCB-TV, Cornerstone Television, July 9th through 11th, starting at 8 p.m. for our special program, Just One More. We want to pray for your loved ones who are not yet saved, empower you to share your faith with others, and team up with you to make an even bigger impact. Mark your calendar for July 9th through 11th, 8 p.m., and join Cornerstone Television for our Just One More broadcast. Learn more at ctvn.org. So how was your breakfast this morning? Was it magnificent or just 
Meh. You could have enjoyed a little morning comfort at the Bistro to Go Cafe, like their simply delicious signature sugar pecan French toast, a savory Tuscan or farmer-style breakfast bowl, or a daily chef-crafted special. Bistro to Go Cafe will always get your morning off to a delicious and healthy start. Have a great day with Bistro to Go on the north side. See what's cooking at bistro-togo.com. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers. Your jewelers for life. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half off home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and God save the green. I think the idea of the exodus of a group of people who are suffering profoundly and who are rescued out of their physical situation and restored into a new land where their situation is completely reversed is so in the heart of Americans in particular right now. Now, I, I'm sure that you could look in other nations around the world and say that this, that this a, appeals to every human heart. And it certainly could. But I, I think on, on, you know, the day before the 4th of July, I'm kind of America centric as I think about things. And whether people are actually familiar with the biblical story of the Exodus, I think their heart wants it. I think they want to believe it. I think that if they knew it, that it would resonate fully with them. So what is the Exodus? Dr. Tremper Longman is with us. Tremper Longman is the Distinguished Scholar and Professor Emeritus of Biblical Studies at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California. He's authored or co-authored more than 30 books, including The Lost World of the Flood and How to Read Proverbs. Dr. Longman, welcome back to the show. How are you today, sir? Hey, it's great to be with you again, John and Kathy. So, Tremper, that idea of the Exodus, uh, it's such a story of suffering and liberation and restoration. And it seems like in America, that's what we're longing for. Oh, that's that's for sure. I mean, I think in America, as individuals, we definitely feel various forms of oppression in our life. And what we want is is freedom and um and that's uh represented by what was a historical act the exodus from egypt uh and it's an interesting take on that because it's not freedom in the sense of autonomy but a freedom to be a servant of god and that's where we find our truth freedom so tremper can you point back and say, you know, as I'm reading about the Exodus, there are people who say, um, well, the Exodus is a, is a myth, a myth of the Israelites. I mean, 
That's interesting. A lot of people would sort of buy into that, right? Especially in 21st century where we are in this religious bubble. But there is proof that the Exodus itself is, in fact, a historical reality. Yeah, the first thing I would say is it's actually very important for the uh, significance of the Exodus in our lives that that it is historically true. And um, because what the Exodus story is all about is telling us that God is a God who can save us when we're beyond human help. And, you know, there are a lot of very uh, powerful stories that don't have to be historically true to be uh, influential in our lives, but this is one that does. You know, if, if the Exodus didn't happen, uh, then uh, then God hasn't established that track record, as I like to put it, that gives us confidence in our own troubled present. And and yeah, I mean, one of the issues is there's there's not the type of direct extra biblical proof that that uh, that is. Uh, makes it uh, impossible to ignore. But there's, first of all, the witness of the Bible itself, and then there's all kinds of collaborating evidence. And there are reasons why we don't have, for instance, mentions of the Israelites in Egypt, which I'd be happy to talk about a little bit further. Mm, yeah, I would like you to talk about that further. So in in, in, in historical um, Egyptian documentation, uh, yeah. are the Israelites mentioned? What do we know? Yeah, well, we know that there uh, not me- that there's no mention in Egyptian records of Israelites in Egypt. So, but that's not surprising, and the reason why is the Egyptians about uh, were not in the practice of talking about their humiliating defeat right. <laughs> or recording sure. them on the walls of pyramids or whatever. You know, it's it's not like we have. A lot of dispassionate reporting from that time period. Yeah, we learned about some Egyptian defeats, but there's always a happy ending to those stories, and this one doesn't have a happy ending for the Egyptians. So we're not surprised that we don't hear about them in Egyptian records. We do have an Egyptian record from 1208 BC, um, which is after the Exodus, that mentions the Israelites in the promised land, along with other peoples in that area. So the first extra-biblical mention of Israel that is outside the Bible is on something called the Merneptah Stila. Sometimes it's called the Israel Stila, dated to 1208 B.C. And uh, Merneptah was Ramesses' uh, son, and he talks about going up into what we recognize as the promised land, and defeating the Israelites. Matter of fact, he says, and Israel's seed is no more. But of course, we can really see the hyperbole in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. So, Trevor, the climax of the Exodus uh, is really significant, of course, for Jews and for Christians. Can you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Let's let's talk about for Jews first. And there's a really good recent book uh, that's out by Richard Elliott Friedman, who's a uh, you know, a Jewish scholar, not a particularly conservative Jewish scholar, which is why it's all the more remarkable that he concludes that, you know, the, something like the Exodus must have happened. Otherwise, how can you explain the formation of Israel? Um, and, um, and you know, that is Israel's sort of founding story. And if nothing really happened, it's hard to explain 
how Israel came to be. It's kind of like equivalent, and there's to, important to the resurrection, made right? of this. Yeah, the resurrection. Right. It's kind of like we don't have any direct evidence of the resurrection. But that something must have happened. Secular people. But something must have happened. Otherwise, how can you explain the church and people going to their deaths and things like that? So, um, so yeah, exactly. Exactly, Kathy. That's the analogy there. And, and for Christians, we look back on the Exodus as a very important story that, uh, that does sort of uh, anticipate Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of the Exodus. The Exodus is historical, but in one sense it's a shadow of the reality, which is Christ. And that's why it's so amazing that the Gospels uh, make a big point about how Jesus' life mirrors the Exodus experience. The Exodus experience is, um, is I think, as I started the segment, really at the heart of what moves me about the story. And that this, you know, I've talked with people who don't believe in Jesus, probably more about the Exodus. And I know that might sound strange to people, um, that I have probably about other biblical stories simply because I think it's just easy for people to understand. When you hear a story of slavery and then you hear that there's a God who, who says to Moses, tell the people, I have seen their suffering. It's like someone mm-hmm. recognizes, someone who's outside of your circumstance is watching it and, and validates you, that, you know, recognizes what you have been through and is willing to rescue you out of it and put, it, put you in a new place. I mean, that is a story. You don't have to be a believer in God to have that resonate in you. Oh, that's, that's for sure. And of course, uh, you know, the civil before the Civil War and and uh, African American Christians, uh, the Exodus was very instrumental to their understanding of God. And there are a lot of hymns that there are a lot of hymns, African American hymns from that era that talk about that. And uh, there, as a matter of fact, there's a very at the Museum of the Bible here in Washington D.C. where I now live. Uh, there was an exhibit of something called the Slave Bible. It was a really horrific thing that these missionaries to slaves were giving out to slaves that took out all the, kept in all the things about slaves obeying their master, but took out all the parts that were liberating to slaves, including the whole story of the Exodus. I mean, it's a travesty, mm-hmm. and, uh, and but it just shows you how powerful the Exodus story is to people who are enslaved and uh, wish for their freedom. So, Tremper, if people are willing to do that, to take something that is biblically solid and distort it or pervert it, what is that? Is that fear? Is that just a strong... I'm not quite even sure. Is that hubris? What is it? What does that mean? Uh, Well... I mean, obviously, with this, uh, with the the slave uh, industry, it was fear that people would actually read the Bible and see that the uh, the Bible had this powerful historical account of slaves being removed. I think uh, I just uh, it's hard to know everybody's motivation for, instance, denying sure. the history of the Exodus story these days, but it but it is, I think, a way of kind of um, 
lessening the grip that it has on us. And uh, if you don't, it's like with Jesus, too. I mean, Jesus' death and resurrection and his offer of relationship with us, you know, is very exciting, but it also calls on us to certain obligations and responsibilities that Mm -hmm. people today don't want to (laughs) hear. Dr. Tremper Longman with us, Distinguished Scholar and Professor Emeritus of Biblical Studies at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California. So, uh, Tremper, we had in our previous segment a uh, historian on, Dr. Thomas Kidd from Baylor University. We were talking about the, the Christian identity of the Founding Fathers and some of our, in you know, in Christian circles, this, I don't know, this weird need we have to look back at our Founding Fathers and make them into born-again Christians. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, instead of just recognizing that they were men who, I mean, they, they might not have Orthodox Christian belief, but they were certainly still informed by a biblical worldview, even much more so than we are now. But we tend to like twist history in a way to kind of make it sound good so we can feel better about America. I don't, I don't exactly know what that is. Maybe it has to be assessed on like a, a psychological level. Um, but what I guess my question for you is what are we missing in America if our biblical literacy is so low that we don't know the Exodus story? Yeah, well, I, I think it's uh, uh, it, if you don't know the Exodus story, well, then you really do need to become biblically literate um, and and don't just depend on the movies, you know, Ten Commandments or the Prince of Egypt or the recent movie with Moses uh, cast as, uh, or Christian Bale cast as Moses. Um, even though there are some interesting um, resemblances to the biblical text, but get into your Bible and, and read it. But it is, it is uh, unfortunate these days, just how, even though there are more Bibles out there than ever before, um, unfortunately, they're not being read as much as before. And all of us Christians need to remember that this is the voice of God speaking to us. Right. And if we're not reading the Bible, we're not hearing the voice of God well, Dr. Longman, thank you so much. We uh, appreciate your scholarship, especially from that Old Testament perspective. Your time here is always welcome. Well, hey, thanks. Thanks for having me on again, talking about this important topic. The pleasure is ours. Dr. Tremper Longman, distinguished scholar from Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California. It's Trinity Jewelers Half Off Half the Store Sale. Trinity invites you to bring your better half July 9th through 13th and get half off half the store. We don't know which half yet, but 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. No, Trinity is not going out of business. They just lost their minds, and the savings will be ridiculous. Trinity Jewelers half off half the store sale at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Celebrating life's closest relationships for over 20 years at TrinityJewelers.com. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh's homes and businesses. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit windowsareuspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows Are Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and, of course, windows. 
If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. I didn't think that a dentist could be a personable, loving person and actually care, but you really do get that feeling from her. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care with Dr. Megan Stock. From my previous experiences, it was more of a transactional thing versus a relationship. But with Dr. Megan, it's more you want to go back because you want to get caught up on what's been happening and you want to talk to her about things. So it's kind of cool. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half of home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and God save the green. Oh, beautiful, far spacious skies, far amber waves of rain. Far purple mountains. As we look forward to celebrating Independence Day tomorrow. I learned a great story last week about a great American, and I learned about it on the uh, other side of the sea. So let me tell you about John Davis Skilton, John. You ready? Sure. Uh, John Skilton, he was born uh, 1909 in the U.S. He loved art, and he decided that art was going to be his career and his calling. Grew up in Connecticut, graduated uh, in art history from Yale. Um, worked for the National Gallery in Washington. Uh, this is what he did. He became famous at the beginning, uh, famous in his circle, which is relative, at the beginning of World War II because he was concerned about the treasures in the National Gallery in Washington. So he supervised the idea of moving them to the Biltmore House in North Carolina so that they'd be safe during the war. Interesting. All right. But then in 1943, he decided to enlist. So he became... Um, a member of the U.S. Army, and he was in the medical detachment of the 69th Armored Infantry Battalion, 16th Armored Division. So that's the U.S. perspective on John Skilton. So he's, he's a member of the U.S. Army, 1943. Two years later, on March 16th in 1945, the city of Würzburg was destroyed, 90% destroyed in 17 minutes. Wow by a firebombing from British Lancaster bombers during an air raid. 
Würzburg was a target because it was a traffic hub, and it was also near the end of the war when the Allies were trying to break the German spirit. And so they went to the heart of how Germans looked at their own nation, and Würzburg was an intact Gothic city at that point, and they just crushed it, blew it blew it to smithereens. All the city's churches, cathedrals, and other monuments heavily damaged or destroyed. That city center I talked about, that intact Gothic center, was completely 100% devastated, destroyed, didn't exist in that 17 minutes, and 5,000 people died just in that tiny little city center. So let's go back to John Davis Skilton. Um, Between the time that the bombing happened, which was on March 16th, 1945, and then just a couple weeks later, uh, the Allied forces, the U.S. 12th Armored Division, um, became uh, the occupiers. So they went in to kind of keep order in Würzburg. And John Davis Skilton, the art guy, was there. (laughs) Okay? So the art guy's there. He's hanging out. And uh, there's complete chaos. There is complete devastation. And John Davis Skilton recognizes that there is a historic building in Würzburg, which is called the Würzburger Residence, okay, which is where the Prince Bishop lived. It's, it's an enormous building of shocking beauty. I cannot tell you how beautiful it is, but I'm going to post some photos in just a little bit. It was constructed between 1720 and 1744. And the thing that makes it so shocking is not just the beauty of the outside, but there's a particular fresco. It's the largest fresco in the world. It's bigger than the Sistine Chapel. Okay. And it's inside this Prince Bishop's residence. And it was famous because it was done by a famous artist, uh, Tiepolo. Anyway, so John Skilton realizes that the roof has been blown off of that residence. And those frescoes, which he knew about, were going to be rained on and destroyed sure. if somebody didn't do something fast. Okay, So this is what he did. He, col- he collected lumber. This is an American guy. He collected lumber to repair the roof. He found a stash of logs, which he floated down the main river. And after personally financing a sawmill to cut the logs, he supervised a team of German architects, engineers, and laborers who worked diligently to repair the roof before rain could destroy that magnificent ceiling. Holy smoke. That project, which began under his supervision, he was 38 years old, in 1945, was completed in 1987. <laughs> because of that exemplary work he did in Würzburg, he was awarded the first class medal by the government of West Germany. And he lived for how long? I he lived did he until see this completion? Ni- he lived until 1992. Wow. So he saw the completion Holy of smokes. it. Holy smokes. So the only reason that I was able to see this palace, which is one of the United Nations UNESCO World Heritage Sites, is because of one American art expert who was in a medical detachment who was in Würzburg, which had been completely destroyed by the Allied. And he said, you know what? Someday Germans need to be able to see this because this country is going to recover and I have to be the one to preserve art for them. Oh, that is incredible. What a great story. Isn't it gorgeous? That surely is. When you go through the museum there at the residence, there is a tribute to him at the end that is gigantic. Wow. An American who saw beyond the war and cared about the people who were on the other side. What's his name? His name was John Davis Skilton Jr. Fabulous. One man making a difference, right? Because art still matters. A great American. Yeah. Hey, that's excellent. We're going to take a break for the 5 o'clock hour. Stick around. Dean Weaver is going to join us. We're going to talk about 
What is Freedom? on this Independence Pre-Day Show. Stick around. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Funeral services were held in New York today for 9-11 responder Luis Alvarez, who died of colorectal cancer, attributing his illness to the pet three months he spent digging through the rubble of the World Trade Center. Pastor John Harrington, speaking at the funeral for Alvarez, says it's hard to think of the former New York police detective without thinking of his recent testimony before a congressional subcommittee. Everything he said was said for the benefit of other people. He made a plea that... He had been many places and seen many things, but he would have been no other place than on Ground Zero or the Pentagon or Shanksville. In June, a frail Alvarez appeared before the House Judiciary Committee. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 179 points to close at 26,966. The Nasdaq Composite Index rose 61 and the S&P 500 advanced 23. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the Original Mattress Factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. I believe there are not very many schools that do this, at least to the extent that Jubilee does it. Through Jubilee Christian School's all-school unit, students learn to become citizens of the world. They learn geography, politics, economics. They have a closing ceremony where each grade will either sing a song, present a little play. It's always, of course, integrated spiritually that we are all united as God's children. And that we, of course, have a mandate to share God's love with everyone. Imagine, believe, achieve at JubileeCS.org. Exxon and Mobil present How to Be Supremium. First, fill your tank with Exxon and Mobil's Supremium Fuel. New Synergy Supreme Plus. It keeps your engine two times cleaner for better gas mileage. Then get the rest of your car two times cleaner. My rims are so shiny they can be seen from space. I saw pictures. So clean your engine with new Exxon and Mobile Synergy Supreme Plus. It's supreme. It's premium. It's supremium. Fill up today or go to Exxon.com for details. Synergy Supreme Plus gas compared to Synergy regular gas and poor fuel injected engines. Benefits based on continuous use and may vary. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. 
Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. What's happened to my son? We raised him in the church and he went to youth group. He's not acting like himself and this morning I found drugs in his room. I can't tell my pastor or my friends. They'll think I'm a bad parent. Is this my fault? I'm so ashamed and don't know where to turn. There is hope. For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping families to find answers to their loved one's drug addiction. Call today, 724-265-4100, or visit paatc.org, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. A shower thunderstorm will be around early on tonight, otherwise mostly cloudy and muggy, low 68. For Independence Day, tomorrow intervals of clouds and sunshine. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm will be around into the evening hours. High tomorrow, 83. Low tomorrow night, 69. For Friday, periods of clouds and sun. Again, a couple of showers and thunderstorms. High 86 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Get your uh, sparklers and firecrackers ready. It's the uh, 4th of July hoo-ha, getting ready to uh, take place, I think, starting tonight. In your neighborhood, have there been fireworks? What are you talking about? This is not just a firework thing and a day thing. I think it's time for me to tell both of you. I think you should be ready for this. I don't buy it. No. <laughs> Listen, what? I don't buy it. I haven't even said anything. I know it's coming. Your holiday weekend has begun. I don't buy it. That's the only song we have in no. the library. No. It's the only it's, song. It's the only song you need. It's the only song. So then, we're I think gonna, we're off Friday. We're not going to be here. What you? I agree. You, I, you said we're not going to be here. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's no, I think I'm going to barbecue on Friday. I'm sorry. What did you say? I think I'm going to barbecue on Friday. You're going to barbecue. Yeah, because we're going to have the day off, right? No, uh, you're going to be here. No. That's just how it works. I yeah. think most people have taken Friday off. I'm not I sure think about this that. is the beginning of the holiday weekend, and I'm excited to celebrate it with All everybody. Right. Okay, fine. You go right ahead. Okay. But I'll be here. You know what it is today? Tell me. National Fried Clam Day. Why is that? Why I is don't today? Know. It says fried clams are an iconic New England food served at seaside clam shacks. Um, the first record of fried clams dates back to July 3rd, 1916. So I guess that's why we're celebrating it today. I see. Okay. Do you like a fried clam? Aren't they delicious? They are delicious. They are. But they oh are they are pretty gosh. fattening. When I was in Maine a couple years ago, there's a lot of fried clams around. I'm sure. Yeah. And and if I were to be honest, and I know this is an unpopular opinion, it just shows, you know, the how uncultured I am. I would really rather eat a fried clam than a lobster. What? I would. I just oh, don't no love I mean, I ate lobster when I was up there because it's what you do. And yeah, you of want course. you know, you want to honor the tradition of the land. Yeah, I, it yeah. was, and it's good. But I don't love it. Fried clams? I'm all about. No it. kidding. I'd much rather. Yeah, you, lobster, you would go with lobster, without a doubt. Yeah. All right, Mike. Clams. Mm-hmm. I mean, when's the last time you had a lobster? Well, I was just in Maine a year ago. So you had a lobster. I a had. Year a, ago. I had. Yeah. Well, I had about ten of them. You ever been to Red Lobster? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I have. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. I mean, Red Lobster is to seafood what you know. What 
what, what I don't know, what and just what Gabe's uh, is to the clothing industry. Yeah, pretty much. That's a pretty good analogy. I mean, I know people love Red Lobster. It's not cheap. No, it's not. It's I love their cheddar pricey. biscuits. Oh, aren't they good? They're amazing. They are so good. I mean, Red Can't Lobster. Get enough of them. Just a, an odd little. I mean, if you're going out for fish, wouldn't you rather go to a fish restaurant? Heck yeah, I would. like off yeah. the hook in Wexford, right? Or you know who else does fish so well? Tesaro's Bloomfield. Oh, they do. Oh my Fresh gosh, fish you want day. grilled yeah, yeah. trout or you know salmon that, or yeah. what about a Joe's tuna? Crab Shack? Uh, I've never been to Joe's Crab Shack. Really? No. I, should I go? I bet they have a lot of fried clams. I bet. They I mean, do. fried clams are not good for you. <laughs> no, just by the nature that they're <laughs> called fried. fried. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm just saying, but they're so. delicious. All right. So happy Fourth of July. Uh, have your fried clams. Yeah, I think you should. And be your Friday. Have you ever made fried clams yourself? No, of course not. No. Okay, I haven't either. Can I, you make? I mean. You, I mean, can you just no, that go to a make store? Any sense. Of course you can. Can you go to a store? Like, I'm going to go to Giant Eagle and buy some clams and then come home yeah. and deep fry them. I mean, you can go to, I would, I mean, go to Woolies if you're going to you go to the heart of the matter and you're going to go home and you're going to do like a, you know, like a flour coating, yeah. milk, flour, salt, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And then you're going to deep fry them. Yeah. And then you're going to load them up with some Heinz. My guess is you don't, what, ketchup? Yeah. Ketchup and clams. Don't you think? I don't know. I mean, maybe. What would you put on them? Mike, Mike do you put ketchup on this? I usually just have them. No condiments. Yeah. Just you, butter. You, you, you too, Anything, John. No just condiments. butter. You know, when I was in Germany over the last couple of weeks, there's no Heinz ketchup. Do they have ketchup? Uh, they do have some ketchup, but only as a concession to Americans. But it's not Heinz, but they have Heinz mustard and they have Heinz mayonnaise. wonder why that is. I don't know. Huh. Does it say Pittsburgh PA on the uh, bottle? Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Wherever you go, And the rest it of it's in German. Very nice. All right. Well, I don't know. happy Fourth th- of July. I think you should have a fried clam. Uh, I'll go to Red Lobster and get my fill. All right. All right. Dean Weaver is going to join us here in a few minutes. What is freedom? Stick around for that. Be right back. been planning this day all your life enjoy your wedding and leave the catering to bistro to go on the north side discover bistro's classiest simply delicious menu selections from butler past hors d'oeuvres to starters main courses and desserts buffet or plated service each package contains full china linen staffing complimentary cake plating and more reasonably priced from intimate morning breakfast to grand evening affairs Find menus, pricing, even venue recommendations at bistroandcompany.com. 101.5 WORD. Jackie Hill Perry remembers the day her mom put the pieces together and figured out that Jackie was gay. We were in the car one day and there was a talk radio. They were having mothers call in to basically describe what were the signs of their children being gay. And all of the signs were me. What happened when the gay girl met a good God? Next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. It's Trinity Jewelers half off half the store sale. Trinity invites you to bring your better half July 9th through 13th and get half off half the store. We don't know which half yet, but 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. No, Trinity is not going out of business. They just lost their minds, and the savings will be ridiculous. Trinity Jewelers half off half the store sale at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Celebrating life's closest relationships for over 20 years at TrinityJewelers.com. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh's homes and businesses. 
If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit windowsareuspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows Are Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half of home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and God save the green. Of course, tomorrow is Independence Day. There's always a lot of talk about freedom. Dean Weaver's with us from Memorial Park Church where he's the senior pastor. Here to tackle that question. Dean, welcome. Well, once you let me out of the shackles, then I'm happy to speak to it. But <laughs> yeah. as of right now, you guys, I mean, let's yeah. let's be honest with your audience mm-hmm. why I'm here. Why are you here? It's the day before holiday and you couldn't find anybody That's else. not true. We no, no, no. value your participation This is your regular slot. single time. This is my regular slot? Yes, your regular slot. You're the so day out right of, before a holiday? You're so out of it, you don't even know. The, no um, the Wednesday, the first Wednesday of every month. This is Dean Weaver Dean Day. Dean Weaver at 5.15. Is that right? We've got it in our calendar. Wow. Okay. Well, I expect signs and, and other things when I arrive the next time. Good. There's, there's nothing. What, like there. fireworks? But the balloons weren't enough? Yeah. The balloons. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Maybe the last guest took them. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Dean, <laughs> we're glad smart. you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Great what is freedom? You guys. Yeah. What is freedom? What is freedom? My goodness. Um, uh, I think like most things that are deeply rooted in the scripture, uh, they come with a kind of paradox. I think we tend to think of freedom as being the absence of restrictions, um, the ability to do whatever you want to do. And I don't think that's uh, exactly the way freedom works in the Bible. You know, uh, uh, Christ died for us to make us free. And the question is, does that mean you're free then to do anything? Um, yeah, obvious answer to that is no. Uh, freedom is the ability to be, I think, the full of the Imago Dei. That is who God has made us to be. And um, if we try to live outside the restraints of who God has made us to be, then uh, we may think we're trying to live into freedom, but we're actually moving into a kind of uh, slavery of sorts. Paul calls it a slavery to sin. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there are restrictions that enable us to be free. There are uh, freedoms inside of that that makes us truly free. Um, you know, when my kids were little, I would send them out in the backyard to to play, um, and, and they were free to play in the backyard, but there were parameters, there were restrictions. It wasn't anarchy. It wasn't just, you know, do whatever you want to do, anything you want to do. Um, and inside of those parameters, they had incredible freedom and flourishing. 
um, inside of those parameters. And so God gives us um, in Christ the the life that we're to live. And when we live that life in Christ inside those kind of parameters, whereas some might think those are restricting, they are, in, in fact, empowering. And they actually create the freedom that we actually are, are created for. And you think about all the billions of people who have walked this earth, a tiny, tiny percentage have actually lived in true freedom. Yeah. I mean, and I think the response is if you have lived in true freedom and you know what that true freedom is, it ought to stir in you um, something of gratitude, mm-hmm. right? And so if you think about it, even at the most basic level, um, as we will hopefully as a nation uh, tomorrow, um, I think about my father serving in the South Pacific in the Second World War, mm-hmm. Battle of Leyte Gulf, Battle of uh, Okinawa. Um, I think of my nephew who gave his life for our country in Hildatha in Iraq, January 26, 2005. I think of my son who served five years in the U.S. Marines, and I think of all that they contributed so that we could have the freedoms that we enjoy as a society along with countless, countless numbers of others. It ought to produce inside of us a deep, profound sense of gratitude, mm-hmm. right? If you really have that freedom, you should have a deep, profound sense of gratitude. And for those of us who are have experienced the freedom in Christ, which is that true freedom, freedom beyond anything that this world can proffer to us. Um, your free, your uh, gratitude is even greater. And so the, the gratitude that wells up inside of you is not how can I um, get away with more or how can I you know push the limits of what really is freedom. It is a deep, profound appreciation for this space where you are. I sit here with you guys right now, and I think this is a gift. This is a deep, profound gift. I don't think, oh, I want... Something else. I want something more. I, I want to actually enjoy and appreciate where I am, what God has given me, how I've been blessed here and now, and go to a deeper, more profound place. But the sad truth is, look at 21st century America. A lot of us don't get it. We yearn for something else. We learn. We yearn for socialism or some form of slavery. Wait, let me tell you way. about this article I read today. This is the New York Post. Um, it says Americans are about to celebrate Independence Day, but their pride in their country is at an 18-year low, according to a new Gallup poll. Only 45% of U.S. adults identified as being extremely proud to be Americans. 70% said they were kind of proud. <laughs> So I guess that's good. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I mean, guess. I think. But but the interesting thing about yeah. it is not really the numbers. It's to me that it's the lowest number since Gallup began asking the question back in 2001. And also the second year, the numbers dip below 50%. So I'm just noticing a trend that people are becoming less and less proud of America. Now, what does that mean? Well, it could mean a couple of things. It could mean that people are um, equally proud of the things that we should be proud of, but have an increasing awareness of the things that maybe we shouldn't be mm-hmm. proud of. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a more sober, honest view mm-hmm. of who we are, because there's a there's a kind of on the one end of the spectrum of blind patriotism that kind of like you know doesn't pay any attention to the the things that about our nation that are idolatrous, or things about our nation that are destructive, and things about our nation that are um, you know contrary to the very kingdom of God. On the other hand, you have people who, you know, throw everything out and, and want to see the United States as the cause of all problems in, in you know, in, in the modern world. Neither of those extremes are obviously right. The, the One of the great paradoxes of the scripture, I'm convinced one of Jesus's um, most brilliant rabbinic teachings is the parable of the wheat and the weeds, which is this mm-hmm. kind of idea of the two things growing together right. for a season. And some people's proclivity is to notice the weeds. Some people's proclivity is to notice the the wheat and and never see the weeds. And the reality is both are growing together until the time of the harvest. And so you can look at 
my own heart and I can see wheat and weeds. Mm -hmm. I can look at my own country whom I love dearly and I can see the wheat and the weeds. And to be able to say this is the wheat uh, and these are the weeds both is probably where we need to be. Right. And uh, yeah, I'd be very curious about that poll and measurements, like going back into the 80s during the right, period of Reagan like, right, and what that sure. would look like by comparison. Or, or in 70s in Vietnam, 60s, you know, what it would be then. Yeah. And, and I think there's, there's, you know, periods of surges of patriotism that happen during times of war and times of crisis and things like that. And I think absent of that, you know, um, there's a, a lot of introspection where people can look at ourselves. And on the one hand, if you're a progressive, uh, you could look and say, well, these are the sins of America and these are the issues. On the other hand, if you are a, a Christian and who is more conservative, you could look at and say, well, these are the sins of the nation and these are the questions, whether it's abortion on the one side or human rights on the other side. There's there's plenty of things for us to look at and see weeds, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a appropriate thing to do. I think on uh, July 4th, when we celebrate our independence, probably a good thing to do is to say, well, the one thing, if you could point to one really uh, stellar thing that, that stands out in our nation's history is um, hopefully a history of standing up against tyranny and oppression, right? Mm-hmm. And and our rebellion uh, that happened that we celebrate on our Independence Day was just that. It was a, it was a pushback against tyranny and, and oppression. And when we do that, uh, for the person who is uh, marginalized, for the person who is um, uh, victimized, I think we're at our best. Mm-hmm. And our nation was kind of yeah. founded in that. Um, and so if we can go back and remember those parts, that that part of the wheat, that is good. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't also remember um, part, the of the, as well. part of the weeds as well. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Dean, you're interesting because you yourself and your wife, you've uh, adopted children internationally. So... As you did that, certainly the conversation about America and the United States and freedom had to come up in a different way as you were teaching your children, talking to your children about whence they came from and where they are now. Yeah, so we have seven kids, as you guys know, and three are adopted internationally and one is adopted domestically. And, um, you know, the one, the three that are international, um, you know, uh, in fact, we're leaving to go back to Sierra Leone in two weeks, to, and we'll take my son and my daughter, who are from Sierra Leone, back. My son's been back. My daughter's never been mm. since she came over. So in two weeks, we're going back and taking her back, and she'll actually go back to her home village, uh, see all of her relatives who she's not seen since she was two years old, and she's 21. So um, that's a pretty big thing, and she'll see this stark contrast between a nation that was um, listed by the United Nations as the lowest on the development index for 12 years in a row versus easily the the world superpower in terms of economic engine and so forth. So she's going to see the incredible disparity between those two things. and. You know, the kind of freedoms um, that you have and don't have and the kind of things you enjoy and don't enjoy. And, um, you know, all of that will be actually kind of like drinking from a fire hydrant because it's pretty overwhelming. The contrast is so stark. It, it, it's a little bit overwhelming. So, yeah, our kids have grown up with that understanding. I think, um, you know, for our son who was uh, born in the inner city domestically uh, here, um, you know, he also grew up with seeing those same kind of contrasts, but they were a lot closer up, mm-hmm. right? He saw a lot of the uh, the disparities, the domestic disparities between the haves and the have-nots, between uh, people who had resources and people who did not, people of majority culture and people who are of minority culture. He experienced all of those kind of things. And so, you know, what does it mean for us to be free? Well, I think it help, it starts by saying, well, um, it doesn't start by asserting our own 
freedoms. It starts by finding our freedom in Christ. And when we die to ourselves and become alive in Christ, then we're truly free. And we can experience all the other things around us in a context or have a framework of trying to understand those things that, that really makes kingdom sense. Amen. So what do you tell your boys? I mean, we've talked a lot each time, not each time, but several times you've been here just about the differences in raising a male in America who's black and a male in America who's white. And you've done both. Um, and that's that's part of the weeds, right? Right. That we see in America. Right. You can't act like it's not there. I mean, part of the wheat is that my two sons uh, who are from African descent have, have had advantages and opportunities that others have not had because they were raised in a white family. I mean, that's just plain and simple the way it is. Um, it comes down to things as simple as teaching my one son to learn how to drive, like you would teach any of your children how to drive. But when you teach your uh, your black son how to drive, you, you, you add some things to it. Like mm. what's it going to look like in a suburban community when you get pulled over by a police officer just because of the color of your skin? And so my two sons that I taught to drive, one probably got pulled over three times in his high school career and all three times probably deserved it. Um, the other son got pulled over about a dozen times in his high school career and maybe two or three times he actually deserved it. The other times he got pulled over because he was driving while black. And, you know, I taught him how to drive while black. I taught him, you know, when the lights go on, the window goes down, you get out your driver's license, you go 10 and two, you're looking straight ahead. You say, yes, sir. And it's one of those kind of things that when an officer comes up and all of that is in place and he acts the way I showed him how to act, um, the, the police officer kind of goes, oh, okay, you understand how this works. You're obviously um, trained from this here, area. Right. And, you know, I wouldn't say they go so far as say, oh, you must have white parents or anything mm-hmm. like that. But but you know how this works. And and, and, and my sons were exceedingly um, kind and polite and, and, and respectful. And, um, and, you know, almost always uh, the police officer said, you know, we got exceptional treatment from them. And they were, they were kind and gracious and, and sent them on their way. But just the mere fact that they would get pulled over because, you know, you had a brake light out or, you know, you were driving uh, erratically or something like that, some nebulous sort of thing, and then passed on and it was fine. Uh, That didn't happen with my other son, right? So those are the realities, um, you know, people who uh, you would think this is not the case, but uh, happens all the time. Um, You know, we had a couple of instances even at our uh, uh, children's program we had at the church uh, recently where one kid uh, called another kid of a different ethnicity by a derogatory name. And you just think to yourself, oh, my gosh, we're in 2019. This is the North Hills of Pittsburgh. How How did he learn that word? Oh, he was he learned it from his friends and he learned it from online and he learned it from, um, you know, uh, music. Uh, there's a whole yeah it the particular word which i'm not going to repeat is a is a word that's out there in the populace i mean it's a it's a general word and I, honestly i never heard it before ascribed to this particular ethnic group but it was pretty derogatory and and the kid he said it to was a younger kid and, and it, he got bullied by it and he cried and didn't come back the next day when it came to the next program and we had to go and speak to the people who said that and address it and you think to yourself gosh it's 2019 i'm in a you know, an educated community, how can people act like this? But it's still out there. Right. And there are people who, you know, may be uncomfortable with their kids dating my kids because of the color of their skin. And what does that look like? And how does that act? And what kind of anger is in there uh, when that occurs? And how do you process that? And what do you do with that? And how do you do it as a Christian? All of the mm-hmm. above. Right. So it's uh, a lot more complicated. But the blessing, that's maybe if those are the weeds, 
the wheat is that our family has had to think about things that mm-hmm. maybe your average white family doesn't think about. And that, I think, it puts us in a position where, as that discussion has become much more um, to the forefront of our cultural moment that we live in, um, that perhaps we're attentive to and listening to it maybe differently than most. Mm-hmm. And, and as you tell that story, I mean, it raises the question, uh, or freedom's different. I mean, and, and what is freedom to you as opposed to freedom to me as opposed to someone who's driving while black? I mean, there's different threads of freedom here. There are. There very much are. And uh, I think what you can't do is assume, whether it's majority-minority culture in the United States or whether it's the United States and other countries, that the freedoms that we oftentimes not only enjoy, but I think oftentimes, John, take for granted, are freedoms that other people uh, probably are able to also enjoy, when oftentimes that is actually not the case. Hmm. Let's take a break. Dean Weaver's with us, Memorial Park Church. We're talking about freedom and other things on this pre-Independence Day show. Stick around. My daughter's a student at Grove City College, and she spent the last nine months in the classroom being trained in all sorts of disciplines. She's gotten good theological training. She's got um, a lot of work in social science, and she's going to be a high school history teacher. And so she's also taken a lot of classes in how to manage kids and how to think about education and all those sorts of things. But the classroom's the classroom, right? I mean, it's a, it's a controlled environment. And it's theory only. Well, now that it's hit summer, now she's working with actual kids in the city of Pittsburgh. And these kids have a lot of challenges that my daughter didn't have. And so all of the um, all the desire she has to work with the kids would, in large part, maybe go to waste if she didn't have some actual training in how to manage a classroom or how to deal with kids or what actual emotional development looks like in a kid. And that's why I think that the training you get at Grove City College is so essential for when you actually get out in the world and try to do something effective for somebody else. That's right. You know, you've heard this. If it's a Christian education, well, it's got to be second rate. Well, I'll tell you what, with Grove City College, nothing can be further from the truth. Rigorous academics and deep-end theology. Look, both of our kids, Kath and I, they attend Grove City College, love Grove City College. We would encourage you, if you've got a high school junior or senior, check out Grove City College online for that next step forward, gcc.edu. That is Grove City College. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash now? Seems like the more you need something, the harder it is to get, especially when you need it fast. Have you been turned down for a personal loan? Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you have bad credit? One of the nation's largest personal loan networks, GetCash.com, is the place to go when you need money fast. All you need is a checking account and a regular source of income, and you could get up to $5,000 discreetly with your computer or smartphone in as little as 24 hours. There's no paperwork needed to get connected. At GetCash.com, our lenders have lent hundreds of millions of dollars to people just like you. And now, you could get up to $5,000 deposited in your account as soon as tomorrow, regardless of your credit history. Get the cash you need fast at GetCash.com. That's GetCash.com. GetCash.com Sight and Sound Theaters presents The Biblical Stage Adventure Returning to Lancaster Who exactly is he? He's a miracle worker A healer, a prophet This Jesus is a rebel 
Everything Jesus does points to love. Seen by nearly one million people in its debut year, the original stage production is returning for one last encore season. Jesus, live on stage at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. More information is available at sight-sound.com. A shower or thunderstorm will be around early on tonight, otherwise mostly cloudy and muggy, low 68. For Independence Day, tomorrow intervals of clouds and sunshine. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm will be around into the evening hours, high tomorrow 83, low tomorrow night 69. For Friday, periods of clouds and sun, again a couple of showers and thunderstorms, high 86 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Dean Weaver's with us from Memorial Park Church. Uh, when we were kids, we had a house up on a hill. And every 4th of July, as night fell, and uh, Kennywood would shoot off their fireworks, we'd all gather on the front porch. And I remember sitting on the front porch with my grandma and my parents and all my siblings. And th- we had this sort of joke that as the fireworks went up, everybody went, ooh, ooh. So now when we get together... That's sort of the family thing. We all kind of know what oh. ooh means. Mm-hmm. That's a, a tradition for the 4th of July. And I think everybody has their own funny or weird or just, you know, annual traditions for the 4th. What about you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, we ha- always had – I grew up in this great little idyllic town uh, north of Philadelphia called Yardley, Pennsylvania. It was actually founded That sounds in- sweet. It was a great town. It was, in fact, I go back there and visit. I'm like, I can't believe I grew up here. It was founded in 1682. Oh, it's older than so the country neat. itself. And they had a, always had a parade. And, you know, the thing was fun when you were a kid is you would get uh, your bicycle, you know, with the red, white, and blue tassels on the, on your banana bike. Yeah. And you'd ride it. through the parade and there was the fire engine and that whole nine yards. And then there was always the obligatory picnic and our house was on a corner. So you always had all the neighbors coming in and out of your backyard. And then there was always, you know, when uh, uh, when the uh, sun went down, there was always, of course, sparklers and the neighborhood fireworks, which were dangerous, which I can't believe I was going to say, which, which really didn't have a lot of oh, beautiful no. value, but were loud. No. Right? And then you went up to uh, Washington's Crossing, where George Washington actually crossed the Delaware River to attack the Hessians at uh, Trenton in on Christmas of 1776. That was in my backyard. Oh, my and so gosh. In your backyard. He literally would have gone right through my backyard, um, and he crossed about a that mile or two cool. up the stream from us. That is right really cool. So, and so we would go up to Washington Crossing State Park and usually watch the fireworks from there. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Fourth wow. of July. What about you, Kat? Um Well, you know, when I was growing up, we always were at Chautauqua Lake for the Fourth of July. My parents owned a house up there, and Chautauqua has this wonderful tradition where, you know, the the red roadside flares that you'd keep in the back of your car in case you break down at night or whatever – um, you you go and buy flares, and you if you have a house on the water, which my parents did, um, you put flares right along the water's edge at 9 p.m. Hmm. And then you can watch if you go out on your dock, or a lot of people go out in boats, which is dangerous. <laughs> I did that one year, and I thought I'm going to die. Uh, so, but you've got on your dock, you start to see the whole outline of the lake. Oh, cool! In red flares, and you know the lake's 22 miles long, so it's a very, very cool sight. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. And the flares burn for maybe 15 minutes, and that, but it's that's what they do every nice. year. Nice. Well, Chautauqua is very Americana, right? It is. I mean, that kind of just 
nostalgic feel yep. to it altogether, right? Yep. Probably the symphony or somebody playing right. or something yes, like that. Yes, that's yeah, that's just what it is. Were there fireworks too? There were fireworks, just like Dean's talking, the neighborhood variety, which are more uh more uh sound than beauty. Yeah. Which I don't mind. And you know, cause people to say, "Oh, yeah, what the heck's going on? Yeah. Oh, those crazy neighbors would stop throwing those cherry bombs my way, please." I've had but there's much. nothing up there like we have in Pitts, any major city where they have a giant, you know, beautiful right. choreography. Right. So, do you guys do the fireworks here? I mean, do you go down to the? Point? I've done it mm-hmm. twice, and I'm never doing it again. I've done it once. Uh, but I did it once with a friend of mine who was super hip. My, my wife and kids were away, and he was like, let's go down to the fireworks. And I was like, oh. And so we, we drove down. He parked like in this really sort of weird area at the far end of Point State Park right next to the parkway. And as soon as the fireworks were over, he ran, and I followed him to his car. We jumped in his car, and we, we were like ahead of the traffic by about 20 feet. He was like the pace car for all the traffic, so we avoided all that. Well, that's wonderful. I had the yeah. opposite opinion or the opposite experience, and so I was the very last one, <laughs> and so I got home like 12 hours later. Yeah, I don't like to go down to the fireworks anymore because they have been the cause of multiple marital fights. Oh, please what? tell what? us what? about what? that. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I totally take the blame. Like I'm totally responsible mm-hmm. for this. So I mean, we believe that. But. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Beth is, I mean, I just know your lovely wife. You know wife, Beth well I'm enough to know that that's not to true. assess that um, situation. Yeah, I mean, I turn into this very kind of like uh my kids would tease me when we would go on trips they would they would be having all a good time and they'd say you know we don't have to be serious because dad is i mean it's like you know oh no that uh, guy so i'm like the serious like we, go. we've got to find the right spot and we've got to like get to the right place and <laughs> right. it's all about getting there and getting out and we're running late and i'm really irritated and, and this place was good last year and wasn't it good this year and i'm just a i'm just a jerk i mean Mm. i'm a i'm not a good person it does not bring out the best in me and i just you know i'm just not going to put myself there anymore i'm just it's nobody's fault but my own but you just have to know yourself and Mm -hmm. i'm like nope it it does not bring out the best in me and um so let's not do that again yeah for for marital longevity i think it's wise that i not go to fireworks anymore okay good because you don't want fireworks you want fireworks in the sky not with the family you know what that's called that's called Mm. (laughs) self-banning yeah it's just a wise man is what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, one time we were on vacation. Uh, we were in Virginia Beach, and they set off Fourth of July fireworks. And somehow they had misdirected the fall of the fireworks. So we were on the beach, and the fireworks were falling on top of oh, us, oh, which was sort of nice. like you were on Normandy Beach. <laughs> yeah. And I was 12. It was not a good feel. I will right. tell you, I was at a wedding. I think it was last summer. And it was just when the um, – uh, the Science Center had opened up this new yeah the patio the patio and it was a special fireworks that was going to be out at the point it wasn't the fourth but it was another big thing that was going on I see. and so we were literally out on that patio while they mm. were lighting everything up on barges that were just sitting out there at the point and it was probably and we didn't I think when we went to this wedding we didn't even realize that was going to happen and it was spectacular yes. that was that was utterly spectacular well you know we had Ralph Crew on yesterday who's the head of program development for the science center and he said there are still tickets available for uh, 4th of July to do that exact thing oh, oh my goodness. so you plan to go to that <sighs> if if we could do the whole like uh, star trek thing where i could magically tra- transport down there and right. transport back and not have to deal with parking and uber and my own depravity if i could do all that then that'd <laughs> it be is great. hard to escape your own depravity it i is, think that's really. the biggest problem maybe in a hundred years yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah okay we'll take a break come back dean weaver's with us we're uh, we're talking about uh, uh traditions all that and more stick around it's the ride home with john and kathy
101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. America, America, God shed his grace on me. And wow, hasn't the Lord blessed us here in America? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and our family is just so thankful to live in this great country. So let's celebrate with a good old-fashioned chicken barbecue meal at the Springhouse. My brother Sam and his four boys will fire up the barbecue pit outside and cook long and slow the chicken quarters, dousing them every five minutes with our secret butter vinegar sauce. Keep cool inside the Springhouse Sun Porch and enjoy all our most popular family recipe sides to go with a barbecue chicken hot off the pit. Summer's a great time to top off this meal with a toasted almond fudge ball or a mud-covered dirt ball. Take a spin down our hillside slide and let the baby calves lick your fingers for a memory-making experience on the farm at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I'm skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own my pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a my pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of my pillows premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800 391 Use promo code WORD. Right now, save $500 off a beautiful new Pella entry door. We have hundreds of entry door options to transform your home, create exceptional curb appeal, and add lasting value. An array of glass patterns, from traditional to contemporary, can give you just the right amount of light and privacy you need. And Pella's exclusive Advantage Plus system protects your investment from damaging weather. Get $500 off right now or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA or PellaPittsburgh.com. Hey, you can be one of the 25 winners of $1,000 in the new $1,000 daily cash giveaway. Listen to Word FM, Word of the Day at 725, 1225, and right now, enter that word online at wordfm.com forward slash cash. You'll have a chance at uh, that $1,000 a day. The Word of the Day today, Kath? Swickly. Well, jangle your jewelry. <laughs> well. Wait, hold on. Okay, there you jangle go. my jewelry right That's now. That's the Word FM $1,000. I mean, if, you know, in Swickley, you don't need that That's $1,000. That's right. Word of the day is Swickley. All right, very nice. Where does the word come from? Uh, I don't know. It might come from our boss. 
Oh, I thought you meant where does the word Swickley come no, from? No, yeah, I was thinking oh. of the, the history of the world. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Do you know? I have no idea. No, I don't either. You surprised no. me with this. I, idea. I bet somebody will know, though. Yeah. All right, so whether you guys are going to go with me on this or not, I do feel like, you know, this is the holiday weekend. <laughs> but you do not have Friday off I can't, under the mistaken you keep, assumption. You keep saying that, but I. You were I insistent. Do, I do think that's wrong. I do think that we do have Friday off. Failure. Anyway, Just for the record, if, even, I have Friday off. <laughs> show off. Anyway, even if we don't, the three of us have Friday off. Most people have taken Friday off. I believe that. Right. Well, Dean's a pastor, so right. he has to work two hours on Sunday. Okay, so here's my question for <laughs> you. Okay, so it's a, it's a vacation situation. Is there anything good movie-wise or TV streaming or anything that you guys have seen that you think, you know, hey, I, you know, I think people should sit down and watch this? <laughs> why is that funny just, yeah, I mean, it's a con- why is that's, that funny that's a, a lot well it's a constant I mean classic right for this weekend is like Independence Day is going to be replaying exactly. like 10 right. times over are you going to watch over, Independence you know? Day yeah, are you going to watch Glory are you going to watch Gettysburg are you going to no, watch no, and no, no you're not watching no. any of that The Patriot The Patriot exactly yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one what's that miniseries Mike about the Revolutionary War oh Turn yeah Turn you're Washington watch, Spies. That's a that'd be a great one to watch. Fantastic. Okay, Dean, what are you watching? Well, I mean, I have a my niece's wedding is this weekend, so oh. we're actually on the road driving to Indianapolis and doing all that. So I probably won't watch any television this weekend. But we have started um, binging a new show that's um, a PBS show called Endeavor. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's it is kinda, my single favorite. It's really, masterpiece of all time. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah, we're just about to finish the first season, and then it's like, wow. Uh, the British know what they're Isn't doing it? with those those kind of one and a half hour yep. mystery whodunit things, and they're really Sherlock Holmesy good at it. Yeah. And it's a beautiful show to watch, just mm-hmm. artistically. Mm-hmm. The mixture of music and the way it's filmed is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the very best. I mean, it's just my favorite is out it, of all. How many episodes? Well, there's five seasons. Oh my gosh! Okay. And the best thing I can tell you is that. In my opinion, it gets better. Well, the fun thing is, is when you're like, you're saying, well, what are we going to watch now? I don't, there's nothing out there. I really like you start watching something and it turns out to be not so good and you don't watch it anymore and then you're looking for something. And then you find something like this, which is recommended to us. And you're like, wow, this is really good. And then you're like, oh, there's five seasons. Mm-hmm. You're that, so excited. I know. It's like I could end up – we could watch this all summer long. Like this gives right. us something to go to yeah. right. when it's like 9 o'clock at night and we're not quite ready to go to bed. Yeah. And you're like, but I don't want to just sit here and watch Dribble. And you're like, okay, now we've got something really fun to watch. So that mm-hmm. is and, excellent. that's our thing. That's nice. great. Well, what I'm watching right now – this happens to me. I don't know if this happens to you. What I'm watching right now is what I'm trying to watch. Which I'll sit down in front of the TV and go, well, let me do a little search. And then it'll take me an hour to find something to watch. Mm. Do you do this? Uh, where, it, you, where, where you go through the channels? Oh, I No, just, see, I know, never do that. Oh, I do that all the time. And I just spend like countless time wasting my time. On my cable, I have a limit. I won't go below 500 mm-hmm. and I won't go above like 700. So I'll look in that range. I see. And if I don't find something in that range, give up. then I go to HGTV. All right. Mm-hmm. That's there, very smart. there we go. That's a good That's idea. Good, yeah. Okay, so I'm watching a, a series, which I think has been around for a long time, uh, Mildred Pierce, which is um, – uh, who's the lady in Titanic? Uh, oh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Oh. Yeah, she's Mildred Pierce. Now, the, the, there's an old movie of Mildred Pierce. Uh, is, that a, is, is that an actual historical figure? No. Uh, just a, a – I think it's a book, actually. But it's really well done. So it's I think it's eight episodes. Where I think I'm in episode three. So I'm Is watching Mildred Pierce. Also fully British? Uh, no, it's not British. Huh? No, it's not. But okay. it's very well done. Okay. I also went to the theater and saw 
I was not excited to go see it, uh, and I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, I saw uh, the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man. Mm. Mm-hmm. I grew up on his music. Yeah, me too, right? Of course, right? If you grew up in the 60s and 70s, there's yeah. Elton John. So uh, my wife was like, well, yeah, let's go check it out. Um, the first half of the film is pretty darn good. Then the second half sort of falls into addiction, despair, and gay sex. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's uplifting. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to say. You brought up uh, PBS, Dean. There's a show called Grantchester. Have you seen that? I have. Okay, I like Grantchester. It's a it, it's it's a it's a implausible premise that there's a a uh, village vicar who is a friend of the local detective, and the village vicar, in addition to being the pastor of the town, also has some abilities in the area of solving mysteries. And so, someone dies predictably every seven days. Right? It's, oh, good news. <laughs> it's a super dangerous little. Uh, Hamlet they live in. Um, anyway, they, they solve uh, they solve these crimes together. But I, I really like the the story of him, and that, you know he loves God, but he is also a a uh, a person who suffers PTSD because of his military service, and he's kind of he's trying to figure it out. He's just he's flawed, but he's still trying. And it's not necessarily a Christian show. It's not like it's preaching the gospel to you. But I also don't think it's devoid of it. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you think of it, Dean? I think I've only watched one episode. Beth okay, likes it. Okay, yeah. Thinks it's really good. Yeah, so I, I really I really appreciated that. So that's, that's another good one. Anytime like you have a show – and I think the British are a little better at this in some ways. They, they don't necessarily go in for these kind of – stereotype extremes they'll they'll allow for a more nuanced character like that even if that person is a vicar um and i think that makes it interesting right Mm -hmm. i mean that person um could be i mean makes sense to me if you're going to be a pastor that you're good at solving mysteries because yeah it's a good point we we have to do that a lot there's a lot comes your way yeah yeah yeah. what about i keep bringing this show up because uh, bosch is the opposite of what we're talking about as far as Endeavor or uh, Grantchester. Bosch, Bosch is just a police, it's just a cop drama, but it's based on my very favorite series written by Michael Connolly. I, you know, I, I like crime novels, and Michael Connolly's are my absolute favorite mm-hmm. of all time. He's written probably, I don't know, it's probably 20 or 21 at this point. And um, when they decided, and by they I mean Amazon, to do a show called Bosch, I thought, well, this is going to be a disaster. They're going to wreck it. They're going to – well, it turned out that they didn't wreck it at all because Michael Connolly, the author of the books, is also the producer of the show and did the casting. Mm. Oh, really? So in his head, he pe- he knew who Harry, Harry Bosch was. was because mm. he'd been writing him for 20 years. And so when he saw Titus Welliver, he was like, that is Harry Bosch. Oh, that's cool. So anyway, there's a wonderful connection between the books. So people who love the books love the show because it's just like the books. So – Bosch, I mean, it's not for kids. It's for mature audiences only, but it is top shelf drama. It nice. is such a great what's product. That on? It's on Amazon. Yeah. It's okay. made by Amazon. Okay. And it's just outstanding. I just can't figure out how they get the money. I mean, the production level for some of these things that are made by Netflix or Amazon, right. some of the original kind of stuff, and you're like, I know you have subscription services, but there's no commercials on these things. Like, right. where are you getting? The deep pockets to pull off the high quality for some of these things, and there's there's countless numbers of new shows. I know, I mean, and it just goes oh, yeah. on and on. Oh, yeah, it comes out all the time. It used to be that there'd be one Amazon show that would come out, like maybe every two months. Right now, I feel like there's one that comes out every other Heck, week. Yeah. Okay. So we're, as we're talking, I went to my Amazon uh, page. Uh, there's a new series, The Last Czars, which looks fabulous. Oh, really? So that's yeah. the uh, end of the Romanovs in right, yeah. Russia? Well, yeah. See, yeah. I'd love to see it. So it's made by Amazon? Right. Okay. It's right on the right, very top of the page today, which was not there yesterday. 
Okay, there's this weird show that I watched that I really got into. There's only four episodes of it, but it's called The Suspicions of Mr. Witcher. What? Okay, I know it sounds you have crazy. You too much time on your hands. I do. I do. I, I, I am always surprised by the amount yeah. of TV you watch. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, me too. Anyway, it's it's a, another BBC thing, and it was a short-lived, uh, short-lived series, um, but it, it stars Patty Considine, who's a great, great, great actor. But it's it's a little story about the very first famous murder that happened in England, and it was the murder of a child. And, what years? Um, a, 18th century. So it's, you know, Somewhere, it's, yeah. it's, it's old. It's, it's old. Anyway, it's a true story about this, about this murder. What's it called? It's called The Suspicions of Mr. Witcher. On Netflix? Mm, mm, maybe the- Amazon. It's a BBC <laughs> show. Okay. So it's, it's not made by either one, I but see. I believe it's shown on, on Amazon. Platform, okay. Yeah, on that platform. No, that's interesting. Okay. So do you have uh, Prime? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have Netflix? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean- it's weird to have all this abundance, isn't it? Because you don't know exactly. I knew I saw something, but I don't know where I saw it at. Well, if you don't have those things, how are your children going to watch television when they move out of your house? <laughs> Good point, Dean. That's true. Mm-hmm. So have you guys ever watched Doc Martin? Is that funny? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I've not it seen it. cracks me up. Oh. You've never seen it? No. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was no. my dad's favorite yeah, show. Was, yeah, oh, my, and my was, dad loved it, And my too. dad and Beth used to sit there and watch it together, and they would just be howling Laugh. in the other room. And it's it's really dry and British, but it's really funny. It is that really a Netflix is. show or a prime show? Hard to say. I think it's a BBC show. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. it is. It is. Yeah. It's a story about a doctor who moves into a really, really tiny town in England on the coast, and the, the town is beautiful. Portwin. But it's very small, mm-hmm. and the people are nuts. It's very parochial, and he is kind of – and he has these interesting phobias. Uh, interesting enough, he has a phobia about blood, which is a, a doctor. doctor is kind of a problem. <laughs> um, but he is just the quirkiest personality and just a square peg in a round hole for yeah, this Yeah, he's kind town. of Asperger-ish. Oh, my gosh, right? yes. Really? And, oh, yeah. and so you combine his way of looking at the world and these nutty people who, like you said, live on, in this tiny community. It is – yeah, that's that's well worth it. It's very funny. Uh, I think if you know, I think sometimes we need something a little bit um, light. Yes, gosh, uh, just, yes. Just uh, even yes. at the end of the day, to just Please. kind of exhale and laugh at ourselves. And, right. That's why know. I suggest comedians in cars. It's always oh, bite sized. Fifteen minutes. You, that's other than uh, Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. Which is my top five favorite movies ever. That's the best recommendation you ever gave me. What comedians in cars? So outstanding. Have you seen it? I have, well, I've seen Exorcist. Oh, I yeah, love it. Yeah. Love it so much. Yeah, he's coming out with a new one, right? Yeah, hopefully, because I'm ready to go. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, Dean Weaver's with us. As you can see, we're just kind of gently, gently rolling down the stream. Stay with us. Hey, Grandma and Grandpa. When you retire, will you take me to Disney World? Can we go to a movie? Grandma, can you teach me how to knit? Grandpa, will you throw the baseball around with me? They won't always be so little. Make sure you plan now so you can start making more memories. Because big or small, those moments matter. They are what you've worked your entire life for, and they just might turn out to be some of the best moments of your life and theirs. I'm Kurt Kenotic, CEO and financial advisor at Accurate Solutions Group. Call our team to start your personalized income plan for your own retirement blueprint. 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. At Accurate Solutions Group, we help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. We do the planning so you can make the memories. 
412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. Hi, I'm John Henny from Henny Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. I apologize for my behavior in this Walmart grocery pickup commercial because I just got my groceries and I'm hungry. When you pick up groceries this fresh, you just got to eat. Am I right? And I didn't have time to shop in store, so I ordered online when it was convenient and then used free curbside pickup to get these baby carrots brought to me without even leaving my car. No extra charge and freshness guaranteed. Speaking of fresh. Oh, man. Try not to order when you're hungry. Walmart grocery pickup. $30 minimum. Restrictions apply. If you're not happy with your order, contact customer care for a refund. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. You said you can't imagine. You, you are always surprised at how much TV I watch, and I said I am too. But you also read a lot. I do read a lot. Right. Um, and so, just thinking in the last couple minutes about what what to read over the weekend, I got to tell you, I just read *The Hiding Place* by Corey Ten Boom before oh, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, the Netherlands because I was going to be in Harlem, her to her hometown. Nice. And it was just a book that was on my list for decades, and I just never got to it, and I just hated myself for not getting to it. Listen, other than the Bible. It is the single most inspirational what? book I've ever read. Really? And I've read I've read a ton of books. I mean, I've I've read my whole life. I have that story is so gorgeous. The 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 mystery of suffering and what God how God turns that around is so profound and important for us to immerse ourselves in. I mean, this is this is how the world is. There's something about the the biology of the universe that suffering is in it. Hmm. Suffering is in it. I was going to go a different direction, but I should tell you guys this because you always ask me when I came on the show about it. But this yeah. summer, um, I got the chance to be with Andrew Brunson. <gasps> oh. And, yeah, stunning. Just Oh, my gosh, at the EPC. How, the tell me how that was. It was like you took a person out of the pages of the Book of Acts, dipped what? them in Revelation, dropped them in front of you, and he spoke with authenticity and power. It was mind-blowing. That's so and cool. he has a book coming out this fall. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. Andrew Brunson. Oh, that's, that's terrific. Cool. All right. Uh, I just read uh, a book called One Giant Leap, which is about, uh, of course, the moon landing. 
which is fabulous. And we're going to have the author, Charles Fishman, with us probably in a couple of weeks. Great. So there's things to read, too. Things to watch, things to read. Yep. We're doing the parables this summer at Memorial Park, so no greater reading than Jesus' own parables. Very nice. And, Dean, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, sir. Happy 4th. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.